he's hit that one. And has totally ripped it past Shay Gibbon. Start. Yeah, so good evening. It's Arsene's opulent fiefdom. We are on episode 25, quarter of century not out. Well, pat on back. Um, that wow you hear in the background is, is none other than Adrian. Welcome, good evening. Good evening, Gabriel. Good to be here. Say that with a bit more enthusiasm. Uh, good evening, Gabriel. Great to be here. Nice, nice. We'll cut, the, cut that out. Um, Hello everyone, uh, it's been a hell of a weekend, hell of a, spelled uh, U-V-A at the end of um, Forgive me, I've got a bit of a cold, so I, f- I sound a little uh, nasal, um, but that's that's just the, the cold speaking. Got some, some rum here to keep me company, hopefully that will help me power through. Captain Morgan's? Uh, it's not Captain Morgan's actually, it's uh, it's a Cuban eight-year-old. Wow. Uh, rum. Wow. Um, Matt Gates, big fan of those. If you follow US politics, we'll all move straight past. No, we'll move straight. So you uh, you went to the game, mate. I heard. I went to the tell, game. Tell me. Yeah. So this was Arsenal uh, three, Tottenham one, which I did predict. Alas, Stillman, you know the great seeing eye that is mm. Tim Stillman. Mm. Um, I felt I felt good going into it. I felt great coming out of it. Tell me about your day out though, mate, because you actually you actually made the trip to the Emirates. I did a very kind um, and handsome and well endowed man mm-hmm. uh, gave me gave me his tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, there was definitely a vibe on the way to the ground. My traditional Saturday morning cycle, Belsize Parks, was into usually for Willie T. Mm. Um, there were fans all the way coming from Camden in great spirits. I think I mentioned on the group there were. They were, what do you think of Tottenham chants ringing out kind of long before I got to Upper Street. This is uh, 11am sort of time, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, it's about yeah, 11, 11.30, um, long before I got to Holloway Road. And um, yeah, beautiful sunny day. Um, there was a good vibe. I was waiting by the Tony Adams statue, mm-hmm. actually, because I was waiting for my friend. And the North Bank was rocking. You could hear the songs coming out. Um, I thought it might be Darius. Uh, getting loose for for North London forever, mm-hmm. you know? um, and then yeah, it didn't feel nervy. Um, it was a great atmosphere, um, and it turned out to be a great performance. It was it was a great performance. We'll talk a bit a bit about that in a moment. Um, what was your what was the last time you went to the Emirates? You, a while back. The last time it's the Emirates was the if you can remember this. I, well, you were in the ground actually. I remember yeah. seeing you in Islam. It was the first home game. Of Unai's last oh, wow. season, so it's been a while. Okay. It was Arsenal two, Burnley one. Talk to, talk to me about the the contrast in circumstance and atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, there was just. I mean, I've got to say that day because it was the first home game of the season, and we just bought Pepe and I, I, I actually remember David Luiz. That was David Luiz's was first home game, which we won't talk about. Um, I remember there being some optimism, mm. um, but. This was this was completely different. I mean, obviously, I've heard from you guys who, who've been going to the stadium that it's been uh, the atmosphere's been great, and um, yeah, the songs. It feels like there's a lot more songs now. Mm. A lot of players have got songs. I've got to say, the Tottenham get battered song is very infectious. That was ringing out around the stadium long before the start. Um, 
I personally, I'd, I'd be interested to know what Darius and Fez thought of this. I didn't think there was as much energy in North London Forever mm. as perhaps I've sort of comes across on the TV screen. But then um, maybe if I'd been closer to Darius, yeah. I would have heard some melting out, some yeah, some lusty singing. Um, but yeah, it just feels like a happy place. It is a happy place, mm. and it's, it's a happy team, a happy dressing room. I think that comes through. Did you bit. feel? I mean, did, did you you watched it live? Yeah, live. Yeah. Did you feel nervous? I mean, I know you were very confident. Uh, you didn't feel that really. nervous. Not a great deal of nerves. Um, I think there were there were patches, weren't there, in the first half where Son picked it up and sort of jammed his way past the player, and um, and he was sort of one pass away from slipping Richarlison in once or mm. twice, one, one of which led to the the penalty. Um, but I felt like because we we did that thing we do really well at the beginning where we just create pressure immediately right we push them back and and they they went into their very low block early early doors early than i thought it felt it felt like we would have you know 65 70 percent of the ball early uh, and we i think we ended up having 63 percent or something but um and therefore the chances would would accumulate i guess and they that's kind of how it turned out um it was kind of done and dusted by 70 minutes though pretty much wasn't it i mean they didn't really put on much of a fight. I thought it was—I thought it was a bit cowardly from Conte to just just sharp shop and take off Son and uh, Richarlison and bring on two defenders. I, I thought it was a, a bit of a cop out, basically. I don't know. He, he didn't. I mean, it's a North London derby. Yeah, you were down to ten men and three-one down, but show a bit of guts and gumption, though. Son Son had a weird day. He was he was not quite on it. For, yeah. for his levels and um, I actually said um, at some point during the second half I turned around to my friend and I, and I was like has he taken Son off mm. and, um, and then and then I looked and I was like oh no no he's still there um, but yeah I don't know I'm not sure they've they, they lost one bad, badly in the Champions League haven't they so I, 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 my reaction when he was subbing people was oh you know they're worried about the Champions League and there's yes. a lot of games coming up um, yeah but, for sure yeah. for sure it just it just felt like He'd, he kind of um, he wasn't giving it a lot of respect after, I don't know I guess it's it's still early in the season just in October and there are a lot of games in October for him but I thought it was a bit, a bit feeble from them yeah but I can now say that I've seen Oliver Skip play live that's true which um, has long been a goal of mine he, he was megged live as well yeah, I I, I I screamed with joy when that happened. It was right yeah. in front of us. Tell, tell me about, um, you know, we've heard a lot about some of the the heroes of the hour. Uh, you know, Shaka got man of the match on Sky. Uh, he, he's been talked about a lot. I don't know if you've... He's also given the odd interview about his his childhood and growing up. And uh, we won't we won't talk into that, talk, talk, talk about that. Saliba obviously is getting a lot of plaudits. We'll talk about his sort of situation a bit later. But who, who, who other than those two stood out for you on the day? You know, with your benefit of kind of seeing the whole pitch. Uh, I mean, party. Um, you know, when the team news came through, I checked my phone, and one of you guys had put the team news in. That took away my nerves that he was mm. playing, and he was uh, he was incredible. Um, but I think probably one player who took it up a level was was Martinelli. Mm. Um, particularly in the second half, he just like had them on the rack. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
yeah, there were moments even... Uh, there was one point in the second half where he, came, he he sort of got it out of the left and he came into midfield and mm. he was getting tangled up in the traffic there and you thought, oh, he's lost it here. And then a bit you know, a bit like a sort of Alexis-like, he just sort of like emerged with it. Mm. And um, he the crowd were, were loving him because, you know, he was dribbling, he was running at them... Um, and you could you could just see the fear in their defenders, mm. um, and yeah, he just seemed like he just seemed like you just seemed like you were just watching like a sort of Mane Alexis like monster. Um, I think he's he's interesting. He's quite unpredictable with the ball at his feet. I find you know he 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 can go left, he can go right. Sometimes he goes to the byline. Sometimes he likes to cut in. You know, for the Shaka goal, he cut inside. You know, Alexis would always cut in, right? Yeah, and like seventy five percent of the time, eighty percent the time he would cut in <laughs> but then you wouldn't be able to stop him even if he did because he was so explosive but Martinelli you never quite know is he going to dribble is he going to is he going to link up with Jesus is he going to you know lay off Zinchenko is he going to just dazzle so he's got those feet there's a bit when we were 3-1 up where he had an incredible bit of skill I don't know if you saw that it would have been in your yeah it would have been down your end where he sort of he just was that against Richarlison? Yeah, he sort yeah. of did a little tiki-taka and, and he sort of mugged off Richarlison. Richarlison thought he was going to go right and he ended up going left. And oh, it's just kind of dazzling. He's got these um, hidden talents, you know. He's, he's still surprising us, I think, with, with what he can do, uh, Martinelli. And he can, he can also hit a dead ball. You know, yeah. he, he, set up the, uh, he set up the winner against Fulham, wasn't it, um, after a series of poor corners. But he's, he hits the ball really flat and hard with a lot of whip um, and uh, I don't know I mean he's, he's a really interesting player to watch yeah I wonder uh, if I almost wonder if he does that deliberately because he, he did that to Rafinha didn't he like obviously mm. someone else who's uh, kind of competing with him for a Brazilian place and this this felt quite deliberate because they'd moved Richarlison to a sort of right wing yeah, back after when, the sending when off. Emerson had come off and it felt quite deliberate that he wanted to just humiliate him a little bit mm. um, but yeah I mean you said it last week you, you just look at um, the right hand side and you know teams are afraid of Saka yeah double triple marked every time yeah, every time and now you look at the left and they're afraid of him and it's um, I think we're just very unpredictable as a result it's just like the attacks can come from so many angles and then when Partey's popping them in from you know 25 yards that doesn't hurt either um, what did you make of Emerson Morial's performance I mean he's he's a name I love to see on the team sheet uh, whatever the weather um, what, what did you make of him overall I mean, I actually thought I don't. We're probably going to talk about Conte versus Arteta, mm. but I actually thought they slightly, very, very slightly, had a bit of an edge tactically in the mm. first half. Okay, um, and uh, Richarlison and Son were doing a lot of work going backwards, and so he didn't look exposed too much. But then jesus you know that bit where jesus kind of dribbled two or three people and got a shot mm. off. he dropped emerson, emerson first and, and then, then romero, romero yeah. and i'm not sure he recovered from that yeah, like that yeah. was pretty humiliating for him but did you see this um this article that he's invested um eight pounds of his own money into self-improvement mm. through various means mm. i thought that was quite an impressive feat in itself self-improvement as a footballer I mean, it seems so. Mm. But I, I thought it was quite impressive, isn't it? It's an awful lot of money to spend in... I mean, I guess he's he can't have been doing that for more than, like, two years since he's been his birds. so... Laudable. What would you... Do you think he spent that money on... I didn't read the whole article, obviously. It's, I mean, not not a, 
not a tackling coach, I presume. Yeah, but I mean, even if he did, how much would that cost? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what tackling coaches charge. Well, like a, what, how much does a PT cost? 50 quid a session? Good question. It's got, I think probably more than that. If you're, a P, if you're a PT for a, for a premiership footballer, you're going to jack your rates up, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if, say, say he's like, you know, okay, a, a grand a week mm. on a PT, you know, even even a month, so that's, you know, four and a half grand a month. Then it says he's got like an oxygen tank and stuff. Yeah. yeah. You can rent those. It looks a bit like he was carrying yeah, it looks a bit like he was carrying that tank around when <laughs> Martinez was Would it not be more cost effective for Spurs to buy someone good enough Better. rather than their wages mm. that they're paying him he's then having to spend on yeah. oxygen tanks? Just yeah. a just a thought for Daniel there. I don't know if he I presume Daniel listens to this. Is it well yeah. probably at first front of the queue. Um yeah. It's him or Doherty, though, isn't it? I mean, it's not a, it's not an embarrassment of riches. When Doherty came, on, I mean, I'd forgotten Doherty was 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 like a player really. And when he came, when him and Skip came on, there were audible laughs in the crowd. Mm. Um, so yeah, I can I think I can probably see why Emerson gets the nudge ahead of him. Yeah, 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 fair. But it's um, Slim Pickens. What did you make of the the much vaunted Romero Cootie, They call him Argentina's number one centre back. <laughs> He's going to have a big World Cup, supposedly. I mean, I mean, are you are you that good a centre back when you need two alongside you and two security guys in front? In and a goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean, he. It, the first half, they just they just had this block of of all behind the ball, all sat in on the edge of the area. Um, you know, it, it, very low. That it, block, it, isn't it, it doesn't inspire confidence no. in any of them, really. No. Um, Let's flick to let's flick to a question on this on this point. This comes from Francis. It's quite a long question, so um, make sure you don't fall asleep halfway through. But essentially, he says uh, Odegaard talked post match about how they had practiced teeing up Partey to shoot from distance to take advantage of the space left by Spurs' absurdly low block. <clears throat> um, I'll miss out the parentheses bit here for brevity. Now the team is more comfortable with Arteta's JDP principles it feels like sorry it feels that we are actually becoming more flexible tactically and deploying some imaginative tools to exploit opponents weaknesses e.g. Partey's long throw in which created a decent chance in the first minute or so it also feels that Arteta is getting more in-game decisions right this season than previously we talk a lot about the future development of our young players giving us a high ceiling how much potential is there the future development of our young manager to push this even higher He's really thought about that. That's quite a question. Yeah. Do you think you able to? You got the chops for that, mate. Well, what did you? Well, I think it's it's interesting that they practiced long, you know, long long shooting. Given they knew Spurs were going to be so deep, um, I don't know what you thought about that. Um, we definitely did. I think Bukayo had a shot pretty early. Even in the second half, I still Odegaard line one up that got blocked because normally he he struggles to take a shot at the best of times. Mm. Um, I mean, I thought that was a very legitimate tactic. It doesn't feel like something that we're going to do a lot of, but, um, I mean, if we keep smacking them in from 20 yards into the top corner, I'll, I'll hail Mikel as a genius. Did you know that Tim Tim Stillman, uh, he called shoot there? I think I heard it, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where does he sit in the ground? Uh, yeah. He sits on one of the sides. Oh, yeah, I would have heard that uh, for sure. He sits East End, I think. Yeah. East End Upper by the one of the hoardings, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it was the sweetest of sweet hits. Beautiful, wasn't it? He really whipped it. Um, just going back to the question, do you, do you, so how much room for 
improvement do you think Arteta's got? Yeah, we should probably. I guess we're gonna. We should talk Mikel versus Conte. Yeah. Because I, I, I thought my my the view. I'd be interested in because you know Darius would have had a similar view to me if if he saw it the same way. Um, but I thought he did make an adjustment, a very small adjustment in the first half. Um, Perisic never left the touchline. Mm. Um, he was literally stuck to it, and White had this decision: does he, did he, should, would he stay a bit wider, or would he go with Son? Because yeah. Son was, you know, that channel that That's Son likes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and White decided to play narrow and play closer to Son. And there was a couple of times where I just didn't think we'd got our press right, and they mm. they actually got out and they were switching it, um, and when we attacked. Bakayo and Gabby were really, really wide in the mm. first half. They had Son and Richarlison worked hard. They doubled up on them. And we kind of didn't have anywhere to go because they were so deep. Mm. Um, and then in the second half, partly I think, you know, Gabby and Bakayo had pushed their full-backs back, uh, their wing-backs back a lot. Um, but suddenly White started to go on the outside of Bakayo. Yeah. Um, and even Zinchenko, like the first half, the, that left configuration of him, Xhaka uh, and Gabby, just didn't look quite right even Zinchenko was mixing it up in the second half and he would come out and he would go in and Shaka mm. was starting to make more off the ball runs um, and that kind of changed it because it brought Bakayo an extra yard he, he got the shot off White created an amazing chance on the overlap mm. um, but I thought in the first half particularly the view I had was that's why people play a three at the back system Yeah, your wing back has all the space incredible width and there was there was one time where Perisic they switched it and Perisic was just had the whole side of the pitch to himself. He went mm. through and actually he just completely sliced his shot. That was quite early, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and Bakayo and, and Mikel were having this long running conversation mm. going on, and I just thought he he changed that a little bit. And Party started to actually he started to play much more directly. Like he mm. lofted one over for Gabby. I think it, I think it changed the game, mm. and um, and both Bakayo and, and Gabby just ruined them. Once they had the extra player with them, I think it was interesting. So I mean, if I, I think back to the game uh, we lost to home to Chelsea last season, early it was the second in that run of three we lost, uh, and Reese James had you know the freedom of the Emirates at the back post, and they were playing they were playing five five across, yeah, yeah. Um, and he smashed it in, and we didn't adjust for a while. We were already two 0 down, I think. Um, and that had been coming. I remember that had been coming, and I remember thinking, "Why hasn't he done anything about this?" Um, so I'd say, yes, he's he's looking more reactive, maybe more proactive as well as a as a touchline manager. Um, but thinking about how how much he can develop, he seems like a kind of manager who's very much in learning mode still, right? I mean, I think that that came through quite clearly in the the doc, all or nothing, where he he's willing to try things and fail you know, from his, um, from a motivational point of view. So you'd imagine that that would carry through to his sort of mentality broadly. He's not one of these, these guys who's, I think, you know, finished his journey tactically. I think he's looking to, to evolve and improve continually. Um, probably in the same way that, you know, his, his man Pep has, is also evolved and moved with the times and continued to innovate and I think he is an innovator, Mikel. I think he's got that same DNA. I think if you comparing it to last year's derby at home, yeah, 
he looked I mean I know he'd lost three and he was under loads of pressure and everything but he looked like on edge mm. and then when we had that amazing 20 minutes like every goal he celebrated like it was the most important goal ever yeah I thought this time he just looked confident he was like I know I've got the better team mm. um and he looked I think he celebrated certainly he celebrated the goals pretty well but mm. he looked a bit more like I'm the man here yeah um but I, th- I think you know. You look at the the makeup of the team. He's he's been creative with how he's used Shaka. He sent him into a box to box, and he wasn't in box to box previously. He was in a double pivot. He's been creative and innovative with the way he's used Ben White. Um, with the kind of the the foresight of bringing someone like Zinchenko in when previously we'd had a you know a, a rail a rail runner like Tierney, and that was kind of seen as success. He was like, no, we can improve this. We can we can. T three, T three, wonderful. Don't know what numbers are, but yeah, he, he's he's changed the team a lot in the space of a year or two um, with some clever ideas. And I think I think yeah, he doesn't probably get the credit he deserves for that. But overall, I mean, obviously the the critics were probably favouring Conte. We'll come on to a few of those uh, pre match comments in a moment. Um, Let's have a little break. I need to. I need to catch my breath. So, next thing I want to ask is is about Conte v Arteta. I'm going to pull up a few choice tweets um, from uh, from some some I think these are athletic writers I don't I don't know them that well but here's Carl Anker uh, at Ankerman 616 on the athletic saying before uh, before the game this is the best I've seen of Arsenal in a while okay but they feel like they've already um, they're already at their ceiling Spurs aren't playing great but keep picking up points advantage Conte Mm. Any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it, it just it, it feels bad in the light of what's just happened. Yeah, yeah, stupid, um, wrong. Yeah. yeah. So, so this idea that I guess Arteta and Arsenal didn't have any higher to go, but in spite of the fact that Spurs have been playing poorly, and I've I've seen them quite a bit this season. Have you, have you watched them? I think you've watched more than I. Yeah, have. I mean, they were they were getting. Fairly outplayed by um, Guendouzi's uh, Marseille until, yeah. uh, until a red card. Yeah. They um, were very lucky to get anything at Chelsea. Very. They weren't that good against Leicester until they they hit overdrive with, with the, the talent off the bench. But the general play isn't, isn't great. I'm trying to think what else I've, where else I've seen them. They lost, they got, lost to Sporting, didn't they, in the Champions yeah, League? Yeah, they lost to Sporting two goals late on there. They didn't do anything. I did um, actually watch a little bit of the end of their game against West Ham, which was one all, but West Ham could have won it, really. West Ham should have nicked it at they the end. should have nicked it. So, I mean, they, they, they not played well, but where does this idea come from, do you think? This con- what's, what's the belief in Conte? Is it just down to the fact that he's been so successful and therefore will continue to be forevermore? I think it is, Yeah. I think people, I mean, I, I don't rem- think, you know, people say he's a very, like, de- you know, he's a defensive coach. Mm. It's always, um, you know, sit behind the ball and have a couple of decent attackers. I don't remember his Chelsea team being as, as defensive as this Spurs team. I mean, I'm not saying this Chelsea team were playing, like, magical liquid football. 
I remember this Spurs literally sat on the edge of the area, like there was no, there was there was. An, I mean, I actually thought in this like at half time, I maybe even messaged you at half time yeah. and said I thought I thought Spurs were doing okay. If they 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 could have come out in the second half, like we 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 were vulnerable on the break, mm. but they. I mean, a lot of it's down to our good play, but. Really, Mikel gambled and said, "Let's go for it." And Conte was like, "No, we're just going to hope that we get a, a break comes to us." Mm. It feels incredibly like it gives us the upper hand. It feels very negative. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can't, surely you can't go through so many games in the season where you give the impetus to the opposition. Yeah, and hope that it's going to work out. But they've done pretty well so far. Yeah, they've, I mean they've not been perfect. Obviously, not as good as us. Um, a couple more on, on who will finish higher between Arsenal and Tottenham. Dom, Dominic Fifield, who I've actually heard of, he's a, he's a real writer. He says, Arsenal have been so impressive today, but tougher fixtures lie ahead. Spurs are unbeaten, and yet they have probably only fired in fits and starts. Ultimately, they may be slightly better equipped to finish higher. Mm. Um, Philip Buckingham similarly says that Tottenham will just finish above us. It's a vote primarily for Conte over Arteta, and the Thursday night Europa Leagues will catch up with Arsenal. And then Nick Miller uh, says Killer. Spurs Spurs will finish above us. Uh, it's nice. It's quite nice to see Arsenal fans enjoying themselves. Just quite nice. After years of frustration and self-loathing. But there's something inevitable about Antonio Conte. How do you feel about that? Uh, it, it feels to me like there's, it's a bit like the Richard Keyes Arteta thing where some people just really seem to dislike Mikel. Mm. Which I'm not sure I totally understand. I mean, I can understand Richard Keyes disliking a young, younger, comfortably more handsome man. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Maybe that's what it is with some of these guys. I'm, I'm really, jealousy. I'm really baffled. Sexual jealousy. Um, possibly. Possibly. He does wear some very tight trousers on the. Who's this? Um, <coughs> Sorry about that, Mikel. Yes, for sure. He does. He does. Um. So yeah, do you think we'll finish below them? I mean, obviously. At this point, it's gonna. It's hard to see that, isn't it? I've, I, I, given, given, I, I, given how how easy that. Win I feel was. like it's going to be two different seasons. Almost, mm. it's such a long break. Yeah, it's almost like having another pre-season. Mm. When do we actually? When do the fixtures start again after the World Cup? Because the World Cup final, I think, is the twenty-first of December. If I think it's says. Boxing Day. Is it? So you've got a five-day. Yeah, that would make sense. But if those guys are not going, they won't have played from middle what middle of November, mid November until yeah. it's like six not quite six weeks, five weeks. Yeah. It's quite a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. Um, it's essentially the same as postseason, isn't it, these days? Yeah. Yeah. And therefore very tricky to predict, but as as things stand I can't I can't see those guys um being right, but we live in hope. Um let's talk a bit about William Saliba. Big Bill. Billy Yes. Yeah, yeah. We need to work on those things. Yeah. Uh, he had a he had a quality game uh, in terms of statistics. I thought he he was physically just divine to, to die for. Uh, he won all his aerial duels. He won all his take ons. His passing was at the ninety sixth percentile. Uh, he had eleven ball recoveries, which which um, which in totality across all his games puts him. I believe that the the most ball recoveries of any player in the league. Mm. Um, he won all his duels. That's 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 kind of astonishing for a for a centre back, isn't it? Six, Six passes, passes into the, the final third. third. Yeah, that can't yeah. happen very often. No, I mean his passing is fantastic, isn't it? But but talk to me. I'm 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 starting to get a bit edgy about Saliba um, because I'm worried that 
in these high-profile games, him playing too well um, just makes it harder and harder for us to keep him. I, am, I, I, am, I, am I being uh, overly pessimistic there, or is, is, is that a sentiment that you can share? In a weird way, I, I feel sort of comforted by it, because it feels like something we know. Like yeah. It's always taking us back to former glories. I felt it? like that a bit with this. This game was like... It felt like old-fashioned like old uh, Arsenal Spurs when, when we sort of knew we'd, we'd beat them, and we did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're right, we're, we're going back into sort of 2006 territory, aren't we? Yeah, or oh, is Cesc going to go, is yeah. Van Persie going to go? Like, yeah. It feels like a com- comforting, um, you know. Then we had like Walcott. Yeah, and, I've got to be honest, I was never that worried about it. Sort of, sort of, like, got a bit <laughs> diluted, didn't it? Um, yeah. But like, I mean, if you're Saliba's team... I don't know what he's on now. 50 grand probably a week. Do you think he'd on that much? I mean, it was in that vicinity probably. Yeah. 27 million signing famously. Yeah. Um, market rate. But is he, is he, you know, he's got, he's got a big contract. He's got two, two, three big contracts in him. Age 21. So this one is going to take him till he's 25 and then, then he's going to get the biggest contract. Yeah. 25 to 30 and then he might get one little extra payday. I wondered but, if his team are thinking... He, I, I don't know whether he's he's leaning towards staying at Arsenal or not. I wonder if his team are just thinking if he has a really good World Cup, our negotiating it, position is right? pretty if, fucked. Even if he stays at January, even if he stays in January, he's, is, is he, it the end of the season? It runs up. I think he, I think he's got. Is it not that he's got two years left or one? Year? No, he's got if this the, season then one year. This, yeah, this, yeah then one year. This, we should know this. So I just thought his team, if he comes back from a good World Cup, his team are going to even if they want to extend at Arsenal, they'll be like, well, you've got to put an extra thirty grand a week on that. Thirty, mate. I mean, so let's just have a look at this. Well, I mean, the extra thirty grand on whatever the offer. Is. <laughs> okay, so he's got twenty twenty four. That's not as bit of a. So yeah, it's a year and a. It's a year and a bit. I, mean, I thought Bakayo's team would be thinking the same. Like even everyone seems to think he's going to extend, but he can either extend now or have an amazing World Cup and then be like, "I the, actually need more money." The Bakayo one doesn't worry me as much, be, just because he's an Arsenal boy and you feel like he's still he's still um, not in, in debt to, for the opportunity, but he's you know he's he's probably feeling a bit more loyal than Saliba. I mean, Saliba sure, sure. supposedly wasn't very happy. We had that that weird period. Um, was it in the second season we had him where he just sort of sat around in the reserves for a few months, and no one was, apparently no one was communicating with him. Um, then we're then a lot of rumours that he wouldn't come back from Marseille. Like he's not necessarily the happiest of bunnies. Does he owe us what Bakayo owes us? You know, I mean, as much as any footballer can owe a club anything. He looked like he at full time. He did enjoy his song. Did he? he? He he kind of came a little bit away from the team and really, really like was drinking in the the whole stadium. Drinking it in. Doing this. Doing, what yeah. do you think he drinks? So much good question. I'm not sure actually. Um, I think he might be. I think he might be partial to a, to, to to some rum. Really? Yeah. He not looked, a, not a sort of very fine wine. Well, probably. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm I mean, a, yeah. surely some some lovely French. Some lovely French wine. Some Bordeaux. Possibly. I. I mean, you've you've seen him in the flesh already. The mm. f- it was it was just noticeable the size of the guy, mm. and also I'd also like to mention Marquinhos mm. warming up in the corner. Yeah, just looked like a bull, mm. just a bull in that carnival top. Um, Big but, bloke, isn't but, he? For, for stocky for his age. Yeah, he's 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 he's, he's huge. But Saliba, 
I mean, I compared his presence to, if you remember, Mandela and Obama last time, and mm. I, was, I was laughed at. <laughs> um, but how did you... Well, how did that sit with you now you've seen him IRL? Laughter no more. I mean, he... I, I would say, like, 80, 80, 90% of his duels with Kane, Yeah, he just knocked him out of the way. Yeah. Kane got on the ball a couple of times, picked in the first half. Um, but he's got this... Parsi has the same thing, actually, and other great players, I'm sure we could talk about, is that when the ball's at his feet, the game slows to his pace. Mm. There was one time where he literally got... He was in a duel on the edge of the six-yard box, or almost the edge of the six-yard box, and he just sort of pirouetted... Son was there, Kane was there, someone, and he and he carried it out to the edge of the area. Mm. And what was weird is, well, at least I didn't. I didn't feel panicked that there was an Arsenal centre back facing his own goal in a duel, pirouetting in this penalty box. Mm. Um, sim- similar to when Party has the ball, you just feel a bit calmer. Yeah. And then he's twenty one, twenty two. Like it's amazing. Twenty one. Yeah. He's amazing. Something else. Um, yeah, I just. I mean, people were saying in the group. Madrid might come in for him. Uh, I, f- I feel like PSG yes, would, yeah. would be sniffing around him. Well, how do you think he feels about? P- I mean, he's he's Parisian, isn't he? I think he don't did. know actually. I thought he came from. Well, Spain he's actually played for Marseille, who are the the biggest rivals. But yeah. I mean, if if you're PSG, you can pay him astronomically, you know, whatever he wants and more. I wonder what he thinks about the Farmers League. I mean, he spent a lot of time in the Farmers League. Well, I mean, League. he's French, so it's like. Yeah. It's probably thinks about it better than you and I. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm a bit. I'm a bit scared. Talk but. about the Mikel development thing. Um, it's interesting to see if Mikel what he'll do about our weakness. So, our, you know, we've decided we're going to play high. We're clearly a little bit vulnerable on the counter, but I was then I was thinking, are you not inevitably vulnerable on the counter? I mean, when Liverpool played on the halfway line. They were vulnerable, which is mm. they had a sort of cheat code in Van Dijk. Mm-hmm. And this Saliba... Or cheat code. Is Mikel, if Mikel basically said at half-time on Saturday, we're vulnerable on the break, but we're just going to do what we, we do, but more. Yeah. And, and, it, and it worked. They still had a couple of chances on the break in the second half. But So we're just gonna, if we're just going to really lean into that, he's crucial because... Mm. You know, Gabriel's. I, I like Gabriel. He's 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 a bit rough around the edges at times. Zinchenko's not going backwards. No, no chance. No. And White White does to an extent, but White's reasonably quick. But he's not rapid. He's uh, sort of seven half eight out of ten of Car Walker quickness for me. Yeah. He's got he's got a turn of pace, but he's not um, he's not like Olympic. <coughs> I think um, I'll talk, I'd like to talk about him in a moment, but um. But I think we have to open pray to the gods that Saliba signs a new deal. He just really likes London. Yeah, or well, something. He falls in love with someone, maybe like a Londoner. I mean, there must be there must be queues going out the door. Very to, handsome. To take him out and cool. Don't know about. Yeah, he's quite good well skin. dressed. Isn't he? Very good skin. Good skin. Mm. Um, sort of glistening in the sunshine. Muscular. Mm. Yeah, you'd, yeah. And, uh, safe. You'd feel safe. You would. Yeah, in, even in the darkest of valleys. Yeah, with him by your side. What a lovely thought. Um, where were we? Uh, lost my way slightly there. In the Saliba fancy. Uh, I was going to ask you actually about Ben White. So I, I listened to the Ask Cast uh, Extra earlier on the on the drive home. It's away this weekend. Um, 
you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make any comments about the the show particularly. Um, you know, oh, he's the OG, he's in the arse blog, so he's sort of in a way untouchable. Untouchable. Um, but I think what was interesting, they they were talking for a fair bit about Ben White and and why Ben White isn't in the England squad and why Ben White doesn't get his flowers when you know your shackers do these days. And I, I, I was reflecting on that, and I, and I, I just wanted to see what what you thought about. I, I'll give you my opinion in a moment, but I, I want to see what what your view was on, on Ben White and why he doesn't um, sort of rise to the surface of the of the media, um, whatever the phrase is, and swimming around for. What, but why doesn't he come to the top? You know, why don't people talk about him in the same way they do other stars? I'm, I'm baffled. Are you? I've had several conversations with rival fans where they've been like really just slamming him. Really? Slamming him. I mean, there's one one who was a Palace fan, which I can sort of understand because Palace and Brighton hate each other. But I was, you know, a United friend of mine who admittedly knows, you know, he's a United fan, so his, his ball knowledge is, is very low. But they don't watch football, do they? He was just he he was just saying he's awful. And he hates him, and I was like, "Why would you hate?" Because you know, football aside, yeah, I was like, "He's fairly vanilla character. I've never seen him say anything offensive, really. I've never well, seen him like mug off. I mean, I know he put his hands up to the Spurs fan the other day, but to be fair, the Spurs fans had a go at him as he was walking around. Hmm. I've never seen him really say anything or do anything, and other fans really, really hate him. Part of part of it. Too handsome. Too handsome. No, I mean, Gunner Blog was wondering if it was his image. Um, is it you know his Love Island sort of mm. But Love which, Island's a very popular show. Well, yeah, but it's also easy to laugh at. Mm. Um, uh, for me, right? For me, I was I was thinking about what this is. I th- I think it's because he's not. He's not um, to his own. Uh, in his own words, he's not the most talented, but he works hardest. I think that's a bit harsh on himself. I think he is talented, but I think it's because he doesn't have like a standout obviously visible attribute that you can you can see in a highlight reel and go yep he's the quickest he's the, he's the strongest um, he's the coolest he's you know he's this he's that he's quite f- slight for for a center back he's he's quick but like i said he's not like you know when you look at Carl Walker or you look, you switch on BT Sport and see Hakimi Play right back. Those guys like they burn rubber. You know they are rapid. Um, he's not like a Romero who will go through someone in a very ostentatious way. Where he's the most aggressive. You know, he's not like the most anything really, except maybe the brightest. I was sort of I was sort of thinking. I think his 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 skill set is all in his head. Um, if you look at what he does best, it's his positioning in my in my book and and his. Um, his intelligence, like he, his decision making, is fantastic. Uh, he's not, you know, he, like I said, he's not. He's not the number one in the race, or he's not number one in in physical attributes, pr- pretty much ever. But he is always kind of the cleverest and in the best position possible. He never gets caught out. Um, and for me, like he, he put me in mind of uh, the Arsenal back four of old, which was, which was, you know made up of people like Lee Dixon came to mind, right? Lee Dixon, who, again, wasn't the most standout footballing talent, although he was a very talented footballer. He could hit a lovely cross, famously good at penalties. Um, but he was bright. 
and he continues to show his his brightness even in his commentary. You know, he's a very astute observer of life and the football game, and and I feel like Ben White is cut from that cloth. I feel like he's just a smart, smart guy, and and much cleverer than a lot of other guys on the on the pitch, and therefore he knows when to play it short, when to play it long. He knows where to stand, where not to stand. He knows when to dive in, when not to dive in. And that's the side of his game which I think is what's so strong about him. And I think it's a shame in a way that that's the one, the side that requires the most analysis to see and like time to see and unpick, um, which is probably why if you're Gareth Southgate watching him for 20 minutes on um, YouTube or whatever Gareth Southgate does, then you don't spot it necessarily. You need to watch him over a concerted period of time to, to come to that conclusion. I don't think I, I don't think he plays the position in the way that other people are playing it. You're talking right back, right back. Well, yeah. I think that's the other thing about him is that obviously Gareth Southgate is very well stocked at right back, right? So if Ben White at the moment is putting in these performances at centre back, and he's sitting next to Gab- uh, Gabriel or Saliba, I think he's he's in the squad, maybe not in the first team because he's got this Maguire fixation Southgate. But the problem is he's got you know he's got Trippier, who he's got a big hard on for. He's got. Southgate, sorry, he's got Walker, he's got um, Trent, Trent, who he doesn't like, and he's got Reese James, right? So he's got four guys, and that, that's before you even talk uh, Aaron one on the second day, I know he's a fan of yours, but yeah, but I, I, I just feel like you talked about Hakimi, he's like a classic sort of overlapping right back, yeah, he's a very good footballer, and then you've got Kyle Walker, who's well, for England anyway, he's playing as like a Sweeper, almost yeah. like he's the guy who's Hopping gets up. gets England out of trouble yeah. with his pace. White's playing this role. He's 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 playing it a bit different to Tommy Asu. He's play, oh, yeah. he's, he's playing it as like a a, a bit of Cancelo ish midfielder. Yeah. He's playing it tactically incredibly. If yeah. you if you look at, but also he he's so good at understanding the issues in game and solving the problems in game. Like like you said, you know, you, you, Arteta made those changes and, and he was the man to carry them out um, he was overlapping one yeah. minute he just looks like a great footballer I, d- I, don't, I don't know why you wouldn't want him he's, he's, someone got, who can he's play a fantastic f- professional he can play three positions but at he's, least he's, he's just a brilliant kind of um, yeah like I can't say it any, any other way professional like he just wants to improve and he thinks deeply about his own game um, but I, like I said I, I think He's suffering slightly from the price tag, which was probably too much. If he's cost twenty million, I think the story around him is very different. I think he just. I think he's also. I mean, I know most of our games are televised, but I think he's 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 had a couple of games televised, which other fans watch, like the Brentford game last year, when obviously Sky. Yeah, him out. a lot of people made their mind up there. And like my, yeah. my my United mate said to me the other day that he was like, oh, you know, Rashford rinsed him against uh, against us, and I was like, well. No, no, we were just playing a high line and he was trying to cover. Like, I don't think... So I, I just think other fans have seen a couple of things and, and and yeah, and you know United fans, that will just be a clip on their YouTube or whatever that they watch their football. Yeah, on. yeah. So. They watch it through um, sort of one of their fan TV... Goldbridge. Goldbridge, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's, that's how they get their football. Um, pivoting neatly to... Um, Talk about Richard Keyes, friend, friend, friend of the pod. Yeah, um, yeah. So he 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 came out um, about an hour after the, the win, saying, uh, "Now you can celebrate this win all you like at Arsenal. This has been well constructed. Big win." What was what was the win that we celebrated? That he was really up with it, Fulham. Fulham, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm gem, gen, generous of him. Yeah, I mean, I'm quite fascinated at this role Richard Keyes has now, which is sort of like national treasure who exists outside of... Is he national? Outside well, of... Like Mary Island. Berry. <laughs> yeah, Mary Berry, Stephen Fry. Yeah, he's a national treasure in his own mind. I don't think in anyone else's. Mm. exists outside of the state in his tax haven in, in Qatar. He's a Qatari national treasure. Yeah. I think you can only write a tweet like this if you believe that people care what you say. Like that, that no, he definitely believes that. Yeah, and he, you know he blocked me on Twitter. Well, yeah, you can't you can't ever go at a national treasure. Yeah, I well, expect that's it. what you did. Um, did you see some of the allegations that came out? I in, did, the, I did uh, in the press. I did, and it was hard to believe, wasn't it, that a guy such a, like a national treasure would behave like that? So Gabby Logan said that um, while she was filming, or no, she was on a flight in. in mm. uh, in the vicinity of Keys and Grey, Grazy, Grey, Grazy, Andy, yeah, Andrew, Andrew. Um, and they basically they basically insinuated they didn't like um, the idea of having sex with a pregnant woman, and she was heavily pregnant with twins at the time. It's a good, it's a perfect time to come out with that. Yeah, yeah, really and really they good. were, and they, and then Keezy said, "So you, you told when your wife was pregnant, you didn't have sex," and uh, yeah, Grazy's retort was. I didn't say that, Richard. Ha ha. Implying some infidelity there, I suppose. Um, Keezy strenuously denied this on 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 Twitter. So he's he knows, got the lawyers going. Yeah, he's got the lawyers going. Defamation of character, etc. So, I don't know if you, in the, in the court of public opinion, where where do you stand on this one? Do you think, mate? Well, um, gross miscarriage of justice. Potentially, I mean this. Like I said, it's a national treasure. Like you've got to be, you've got to be careful what you say. But you know, you're bringing someone down from a great height. Um, and like Lance Armstrong, really. Well, yeah, very similar. Although and he was innocent. No, he was guilty. He, he was guilty. Yeah. yeah. But you know, has has Gabby got evidence? Was she recording this conversation? Yeah. Are there other it's, members? It's her it, word against his. Other people from business. They're in business class, apparently, which I would expect. Well, well, were they, yeah, maybe in business. Were there, were there other people there who can corroborate this? I'd like to hear. I'd like to. She's really, she's really come for the king here, and she can't miss. Let's not miss. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think some interesting stuff coming out of Keezy lately. Um, he's very vocal, isn't he, for um, for a man with with his brain. Um, it's pivoting, pivoting on a little bit more, mate. Well, looking ahead, I suppose you could say. Um, obviously, we we are looking good. Seven wins out of eight, and on Sunday we welcome. Liverpool to the Emirates, Emiratis. Um, what do you uh, what do you make of this one, mate? How are you feeling about this one? I mean, Liverpool are ninth. They are stuttering, spluttering. Uh, lots of errors, lots of injuries. Uh, their big money signing hasn't paid off yet. You'd have to say. Um, so tell me, as we look ahead to that, what your what your sentiments are. Yeah, I think uh, I'm not sure I'm as negative about Liverpool as, as some other people have been. Um, although you know I've not watched them a great deal, um, I'm, I think it's very exciting to see Darwin mm. at the Emirates. Um, respect, I mean, for those of, I don't know if you're going, but for anyone in the group who are going live, that would be something if he if he does get on the pitch. But then for for me, no scoring at the moment, isn't he? So I expect Darwin probably won't start. He might. Why well, didn't he came on at the uh, last minute or two? I think. Yes. Yeah. They needed a win. They needed a winner at home, and they waited till the 89th minute to bring him on. Yeah, they brought on Elliot and uh, Milner before him, maybe. Milner was definitely on the pitch. Um, 
so yeah, he's, he's not not had a great start. As he got obviously got that red card for a head, but against your man uh, Palace, Palace defender. Oh uh, yeah, and Anderson. Anderson, yeah. yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see a team try and play us though, because obviously Spurs didn't. Yes. And Liverpool. I'm been, excited. I'm excited. Yeah. I think this is a proper. This is going to be a proper game. I mean, we we were pretty good against them last season, then and lost. Um, Am I right? We didn't score a goal against them last season. Possible, but we we were we were toe to toe with them. We played well for about half an hour, forty five minutes, and then buckled. But they were quite a different bottle of sauce at that point. You know, they had Mane. um, Is Jota still out? Because no, he's just back. He he didn't play the day. He terrifies me. Yeah, he always scores against us. Yeah, I I think it'll be a fascinating game. What do you think of What do you think of Gabby versus Trent? Um, I'd worry for for Trent more than Gabby. Gabby did give him a going over last year. I know we lost the game, but he did give Trent a pretty hard time at the mm-hmm. Emirates. Well, you don't know which way he's going to go, famously. I'm, I'm, I like Trent. I know lots of people laugh at his defending. I like him because I just think he's such a good footballer, but defending's not his, his vibe. Should he be a right-back? That's mm. what I keep wondering. No, he's fit. Well, you play him at right mid? Yeah. <laughs> or like centre mid? I think they have basically played him at right mid. Essentially, but... But now they're sort of they haven't got a midfield. He's having to do quite a lot of defending. Yeah, and also Van Dijk, like well, we know what's happened to Van Dijk and we know Saliba's really got into his head. Yeah, um, that'll be interesting when they come face to face. Yeah, that'll be quite a sort of alpha alpha showdown. I I feel like he'll 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 like have a stomach bug or something. I don't think he'll be able to deal with it. The pressure. Yeah, I'd be I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if. Yeah, he, he didn't turn up. Uh, Van Dyke. So you're confident you will win that? I'm not confident. Um, it might be one of those these two all kind of things. I, I just think it's going to be fascinating. Like, it's it's a proper test. I think I don't think the Spurs game at home, where we almost always beat them, is is quite the test. Um, and it was very comfortable, right? I, I, yeah, I'm. I just, I'm just fascinated to see how it'll play out. They're gonna, they're gonna try and keep the ball. We're gonna try and keep the ball. I think we've probably got the edge in form. Well, obviously got the edge in form, but they've had the hoodoo over us for a number of years now. We've had a, had a result against them. For... Would you rest everyone on Thursday? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be interested to see if, um, if uh, Ethan turns up actually uh, after his debut. School night. Yeah, it's a school night. Is it not half term soon? <laughs> it's not half term at the moment. Is it? Is it? Is, is it eight o'clock? Kick, would it be eight o'clock? Eight o'clock kick off. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah, that's late. Yeah, close to bedtime. Isn't it? But he might be. He might be in the squad if he can. Or he might nip off early. He can do the warm up with the team. Yeah, he's got. I know. I'd expect full changes against Bodo slash Glimpse. We've got to rest Gabby, haven't we? He needs to be rested and ready for Trent. All the Gabbies really. All the gap- well, Jesus definitely he was limping on Saturday. He was limping rather theatrically, I thought. I hope it was. Mikel did a little worried when he went over to hug him at the end. He sort of was smiling at him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we'll get Marquinhos. I'd like to see him. I really like Siviera. He looks fascinating. Fascinating character. Who can we play in midfield? We can obviously Sambi can play instead of Pass. Sambi and then probably Shaka will play. I'd imagine. Imagine he'll captain the team. Shaka's is like a robot. He just yeah, he's just plays tra- and he's plays. A tractor, really, isn't he? I think um, you know stick stick Ben White centre back. He plays he plays and plays, and then Cedric's out, isn't he? But you got Tommy Asu coming in. Tommy, uh, yeah. Gra- gra- uh, just on the granite, I 
I, I did want to mention to you the music on yeah. Saturday. Um, Coolio at half time, Gangsters Paradise, I thought it was a nice touch. Big, Ars- touch. big Arsenal fan, of course, Coolio. Um, and, but then post game, they went straight to the Crystal Palace song that we're now singing with Granite Xhaka. How's that all go? Um, I can't even remember the lyrics. That but, good. But yeah, but um, the cra- they and then the, the crowd didn't realise that they were supposed to be singing we're well, like half the crowd didn't. So half the crowd was singing We've Got Granite Jacket mm. and the other half was singing what the actual lyrics are. <laughs> right. And I just thought that's a bit odd. Yeah. Especially as it's such a like a palace song. Mm. Um but then they went to the Saliba tune, so you know ev- safe house. Everyone was into that. Uh yeah, so I'd expect um a lot of changes. You've got Tierney coming in, you've got um Reese Nelson might might appear. I think it's yeah, the rebirth of Reese. Eddie, Eddie obviously was. He looked hungry when he came on. I, I think, thought, yeah, Eddie looked great. He looks fantastic off the bench. He looked, big, he looked again like talking he's, about. He looked big. Up. He's yeah. standing in the middle of those three centre backs. He didn't look like a little boy. No, he's, he's physically impressive. Um, his attitude is first class. Like Marquinhos that. and his thighs will be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you think he likes a, a about the casual. A, a, yeah, a picanha. I imagine he's, he's. I mean, yeah, he's all over the picanha. Yeah, a, a strong feijoada. He looks like he could do the whole pot. Mate, feijoada all night long. <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, I mean, interesting. I might, I might pop along to that one uh, on Thursday night. Uh, run my, run my eye. Make sure into. Ethan's, you know, uh, home before <laughs> nine. <laughs> yeah. Um, just briefly before we 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 call it a night, mate, because um, I'm quite hungry. Uh, yeah. Did you watch the United game? I did. I did. So ninety minutes of, of, of great entertainment. It was good. St- I mean, I watched bits of it, but um, I saw mainly the first half. Some of the first half. Mm. Obviously, that's not the first time this season they've been four 0 down at half time. No, which is great stuff. No. Um, Do you think Lissandro's regretting his decision to uh, yeah turn us down, um, S- sit in left midfield for us, and, and to stroke it around the Emirates? Yeah, I mean. A lot of a lot of chat pre-game on Twitter from the United fans. As, as is their way, uh, they were very confident, mm. very confident going into this. I mean, it's almost like they don't watch football. It does seem that um, way, yeah. Because they had, they were talk, they were really talking about Varane and Martinez in particular. Um, Varane sort of pulled a sick sick note at about three 0 because he could see which way the, the wind was blowing. Yeah, he doesn't. Fair enough. enough. He doesn't. Uh, he saw Casemiro and Ronaldo on the bench with their yeah, five yeah, Champions yeah. Leagues collecting like two million yeah. a week. And then Lissandro. I mean, I don't remember how many quality centre backs um, I've seen who concede six in a game, and and still still live. We have a few. So. <laughs> well, did we though? In those batterings, it was normally Scalacci or or someone, wasn't it? Yeah, there was I think normally so. someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Hoyt at right back, or there's something. There's some massive weak link. Um, yeah. I saw. I saw quite an amusing tweet, which he, he was given a four point eight rating uh, on one of these like rating sites out of ten, mm. and uh, someone said it, it matches his height. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's lucky to get four point eight. Actually, tickled me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what, what, yeah. How do you feel about that, mate? I mean, Liam Gallagher um, popped up. Uh, yesterday night saying uh, Liverpool over United back in their shed it's MCFC and Un Arsenal this year both playing the beautiful game LGX yeah. I, I, I've always appreciated Liam's um, football analysis yeah um, 
it was it was just great to watch. Like I really recommend if anyone's not seen the highlights, I, I really recommend it. Um, they looked completely confused as to what to do. They sort of, you know, like Ten Hag wants to press, yeah, but you can't really press City very well. And then, but then their back line didn't didn't press. So like as soon as City went through the first line, it was so easy. Like literally, like Dallow. Dallow was, was running backwards before... Dallow, interestingly, he got in a lot of the um, combined 11s uh, right back. It, well, <laughs> and I yeah. saw him, I don't know, in the first minute, didn't he get booked in the first minute? Gre- Grealish tortured the bloke. Yeah, I he, mean, he, he did He did book him and after that he was just frightened and he was running backwards. He terrified. He, I mean, Grealish, Gre- we did. We mentioned Grealish last week actually, Pep seems to have like let him off the leash a bit. He, yeah, he yeah, looked yeah. really good yesterday. Better, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I d- well... Uh, I mean, Ten Ten Hag looks a bit shaken at the end. Mm. Um, talking of combined 11s... Yes, mate. The third goal, did you see Party drop Poiberg like a stone in the centre circle? Uh, he just sort of dinked it over just him. And dinked him and skipped sat him, him down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, stick that in your... I didn't notice Hoiberg for once. Stick that in your combined North London Derby <laughs> 11s. Um, final word for the for the day will go to Shaka. Um, just had a, had a thought for you on this one so he, he got September player of the month redemption arc mm-hmm. uh, trademark uh, is, is, is complete oh well maybe he'll get player of the season who knows but he, he's, he's he's obviously um, gathering a lot of column inches at the moment with his with his turnaround this three year um, turnaround of fortunes from from uh, booed to What's another word? Cheered. Cheered. Sure. Lauded. Lauded. Yeah. And I, I was trying to. I was trying to think. I mean, because it, it is quite extraordinary. I was trying to think. Has there been anyone in our in our club who's who's done gone on a similar journey, done something similar? From I can't stand him to he's actually really crucial, and I think that's probably why it's so extraordinary. I, I really struggled. A lot of players have gone the other way. Started amazingly and been indispensable, and then gone to absolute pot. So you know, Shamak was the one who came to mind immediately. <laughs> Do you remember his opening? He scored a few goals, didn't he? He scored like eight goals in like Mustafi famously. Mustafi started really well. We yeah. had went an unbeaten run, and then he went to absolute. So he normally goes even um, Adebayor. I thought he he was he started pretty badly, didn't he? Do you remember? He was, he he was, was just dancing. Yeah, he was. Raw. Uh, and then he, but he was more raw. Yeah, he wasn't ever really bad. And then he became the best striker in the league for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, See, so he, he was one, and then the other, only other one I could think of was Koscielny, yeah. where he was really erratic. Do you remember? And yeah. He, he was error prone. He was giving away penalties. He was diving in, and he looked like. Do you remember? He, Dodgy. Yeah. He, um, you know, in the, oh, I don't. Know also, the Birmingham Cup final happened just quite early. That, like, yeah, yeah. It happened quite early. What was it? Two thousand eleven. I remember. Yeah. In the and. Um, he then got, you know, he got he got on the highlights reel in in a lot of in a lot of opposing fans' minds. He was that guy who made that mistake, yeah. And therefore, he was tainted for a number of years. And then he became obviously our best player in defence, our captain. And every time we didn't play without him, we were fucked. So maybe he was the closest I could come to a similar redemption arc. But well, R- Ramsey had a. I mean, I know he started well and he looked nice, but then when I when he came back from injury, he he looked. He was playing wide, and he he was he had some pretty poor poor mm. run of games, and I I can remember quite a lot of fans getting on his case, and Maybe. then and then you know a year or so later he was the best player in the league for a spell. I don't quite remember it that well. 
I can remember being very frustrated watching him sort of around like 12, maybe 2012-ish. He was really struggling because he was just coming back from a horrific broken leg, which, you know, I wasn't mature enough to appreciate. Um, but I do remember a lot of fans getting on his case. Mm. But it's not, it's not, it's not quite as simple. Is it? The, I, I mean, it's very unusual, obviously, to have someone who was captain. Yes. And it, this publicly, to be... It was, it was a real showpiece, wasn't it? It was like yeah. top of the billing when he he went off. He uh, swore at the crowd as they booed him, gesticulated the crowd. And then I think he was quite public in in his commentary afterwards, wasn't he? Um, yeah, I mean, it's not the same, but Ramsdale, when he was we were t- mm, signing him, that's true, yeah. he was getting a lot of abuse. I have to confess, I was critical of that signing. Um, and then he quickly... I mean, it's not the same, yeah. sort of, but he quickly turned it around. Um, I thought, I actually thought Jacker didn't have a great first half. He was okay, but the penalty was his fault. Yes, well... I mean, Gabriel shouldn't have dived fault. in, but what Jacker was doing, I've got no idea. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he was brilliant in the second half. And he took his goal. His goal was a real limbs... If Darius and Fez agree with me, it was a real limbs goal. Because you know, you know that one where the crowd knows it's going to be a great chance? Yeah. And there were limbs everywhere. Oh, that was beautiful. Limbs everywhere. He stepped in there, didn't he? And when it's on his left foot. And Loris is basically on his line as well. It made that sound when it hits the net. Just a beautiful... Um, oh, delicious. And he, he, was really, he was really drinking in the love. Yeah. I think I mentioned in the group, him and, him and Party did a lap separate to everyone else where they were really taking it in. Um, yeah, amazing. Good for him. Give him the keys to the stadium. He's good with keys. <laughs> Well, on that note, I think we'll um, we'll call it a night. Any any predictions then for just to just to hold you to prediction for Saturday, Sunday, uh, sorry. Sunday. Liverpool. Yeah, I, 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 it's tough. I, I I don't think Liverpool are as bad as they've been, but um, I've got this I've got this thing in my head that we we have to slip up at some point. Mm. Um, but I I would. I would I would take a draw actually, but um, I hope we nick it. I think if I think if Gabby's on fire, we might nick it. Yeah, which, said, which Gabby? Sorry. Um, well, I, was, I see Gabby Martinelli because Jesus is, is such a monster. He's always on fire. He's always on fire. Yeah. We didn't really talk about him, but he was brilliant. Yeah, amazing. He was brilliant. What a player? What a player? Um, yeah, I feel what, I, I feel draw. Him? I feel draw, but uh, yeah, it could be a two-one to us. But I, I just feel like they're gonna want a reaction, and they they have got. Thiago back. I've got this feeling. I've got back. this feeling that because Mo Salah's barely scored a goal yet. I've yeah. I've sort of got this feeling that he might. Score. They're still a good team. They're still a good team. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, probably self will draw. I mean, we're we're doing so well. It's I don't want to get greedy. Um, anyway, uh, mate, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, and um, speak to you soon. Great to um, be here. See you on the next one. Lots of love. <laughs>